So, there is a way to tell if someone is Jewish without asking them if they are. If you are talking to a person and within the first five minutes of your conversation with them, they are bringing up the fact that their children are in some elite school or have graduated some elite school, you know they're Jewish. And every Jewish mother wants her son to go to Harvard. If not to Harvard, Yale is second best or Princeton. Why is that? And there is a historic reason for it. In the Jewish culture, in the Jewish tradition, there has always been a very big emphasis on education. And this comes straight from the Torah. The, the Torah has many complex laws. In order to keep Shabbos, you have to know all of the intricacies of Jewish law and all of the details of all the prohibitions associated with it and the 39 types of work that we are not allowed to do and all its details, for example. If you want to keep kosher, the laws of kosher are as well very complex and every Jewish law has a lot of details to the point that it says in Talmud en am ha'aretz chasid, which means that an illiterate person, an uneducated person, an uneducated person cannot be a pious person. And this is unique for Judaism. In most of religions, in order to be a good, devout adherer to this religion, what you need to do is uh, just follow what you, what you are told or just simply believe. In Judaism, you have to study. And this is the reason why, since the times of Talmud, there was a law that was enacted that every community should have a school. And if parents are not taking care of their child's schooling for some reason, if there's a, some problem in the family or something like that, then it is a community's responsibility to take care of this child. And in the Jewish community in Europe, for example, literacy was almost 100%. This was very unusual because in an average village in Russian Empire, they had one, they had one person who knew how to read and write. And if you need to read a letter or send a letter to somebody, you go to him, you pay a couple kopeikas, and he does a job for you. Now, every village had only one tailor Every village had only one shoemaker. So why do you need more than one person who knows how to read and write? It was a simple logic. And uh, there is a funny story that is associated with it. If you know last name Derzhavin, he is known in Russian literal history because he was Pushkin's teacher. Pushkin was considering him to be his teacher. So Derzhavin was, at his time, he was the Minister of Education of Russia. And he was not known for his love to Jews. And this is an understatement. He was a very big anti-Semite. And the Tsar has given him a mission to make a census of Russian levels of education, to study the levels of education throughout the Russian Empire. This study has never been done before. Education in Russian villages were pretty much not present and nobody cared. But here, 
Dzerzhavin was supposed to at least figure out where is it holding. Because in cities, you had educated people. In cities, that's where all the elite were living. And in, in cities, you had people who, who all knew how to read and write, obviously. But in the villages, it wasn't the case. So he is traveling, Dzerzhavin is personally traveling from village to village. And he is asking, who is the most educated person here? They point to this person, and he tests this one person in the village that, that knows how to read and write. And that's how he establishes the level of education in this village. Then he comes to a Jewish village called Lyade, and we, we already know what was his attitude towards the Jews. So he is asking, who is the most educated person here in your village? Where do people point to? They point to the Alter Rebbe, the first Lubavitch Rebbe. He was the most educated person in the village. He comes to see the Alter Rebbe and he starts asking him, how many languages do you speak? So the Alter Rebbe says, I speak four languages, Hebrew, Yiddish, Russian, and French. Derjavin is obviously not happy with such an answer. He himself did not speak four languages. <laughs> he was upset. Then he says, how many languages can you read? So he says, I can read four languages, Hebrew, Yiddish, Russian, and French. And Alter Rebbe sees that he is getting very upset and he is trying to speak with him in this uh, very sophisticated Russian language, trying to kind of get him to not understand fully uh, his uh, sophisticated, his high vocabulary. But uh, the Alter Rebbe was not having any problem with it. Then Dzerzhavin, already being really upset, asks him, how many languages do you know how to write? So the Alter Rebbe realized where it's going, and he says three, Hebrew, Yiddish, and French. In Russian, I don't know how to write. Why? Because he realized that if you would say that he is proficient in Russian, he would start giving him tests in Russian grammar, and he would figure out how to find mistakes in what he's doing. He didn't want to deal with it. The Alter Rebbe looks like felt pretty secure about saying that he knows how to write French because I'm assuming that the knowledge of French that the Russian elite back then had was not very high. <laughs> so Dalter Rebbe didn't have a problem with French. So Dzerzhavin looks at him and Dzerzhavin says, one second, you don't know how to write Russian? He says, I don't know how to write Russian, sorry. You cannot write Russian. I cannot write Russian. So the Dzerzhavin had this form that he was filling out. He had his name there and everything else. And Dzerzhavin puts a stamp under his name, illiterate. So according to Dzerzhavin, Dalter Rebbe was illiterate. But in this village of Lyade, obviously, every single Jew knew how to read and write. And this is because of study of the Torah. So study of the Torah has really three reasons for it. The reason number one is simply to know what to do. The code of Jewish law. You have to know the code of Jewish law. The second reason for studying the Torah is to be able to think like the Torah thinks and being able to obtain the Torah's worldview. Because very often we are in situations where we cannot run to a book to read what it says. And very often we are in a situation where we need to figure out how to apply the laws that we know already. So for this, you need to have the understanding of the world that the Torah has and operate in the same laws of logic that the, the, the Torah does. And this is why the vast majority of yeshiva's education is not even focused on the code of Jewish law. It is focusing on Talmud 
which is not only telling us the laws, but also explaining how these laws were arrived at and what went into putting these laws together and how are we comparing these laws in terms of their importance. So this is all in Talmud and this is what the vast bulk of Jewish education is. And then there is a third reason for learning the Torah. And this is because the Torah is God's wisdom. It is a book which is given to us by God. And if you love someone, if you appreciate someone, you will be talking to this person, trying to understand what this person is thinking, what he likes, what he doesn't like. This is how we get to know people. You get to know someone by seeing what his thought process is, what he likes, what is he appreciating, how he sees the world, what is his worldview. That's how we get close to people. That's probably the only way to get close to someone. That's why people, if they like each other, they start talking and that's, these are the things that they are figuring out. So if I want to get close to God, the only way for me to do it is by studying his wisdom. And there's an important difference between my wisdom and God's wisdom. And there's a very important difference between my wisdom and God's wisdom. That me and my wisdom are two separate things. This is why people change their opinions. People change their worldviews. People were thinking one way before, now they're thinking differently. George Washington said, I never denied myself in the pleasure of being today smarter than I was yesterday. So people change their opinions. God is one with his wisdom. He'll never change his opinion. So me and my wisdom are two separate things. God and his wisdom are one thing. This is why when I study God's wisdom, I actually study him. I get close to him himself. So by studying the Torah, I get closer to God than I would be getting to someone else if I would study their wisdom. And this is really the primary reason why the Jews have been always studying the Torah. This is why study of the Torah was not only a practical matter just to know how to live your life, but it was a religious matter. Jews have been learning the Torah for godly, spiritual, for religious reasons. And you understand how this translates in today's world. For Jewish families, usually, education is a religious matter. You explain to them that logically sending your kids to college now doesn't make any sense because they don't know yet what they want to be. And for them, going to college now really will not do much. You know what percent of time people spend in college actually learning? 15%. And 76% of Americans have jobs that have nothing to do with their college education. And 40% of college-educated Americans have jobs that don't require any college education. So, so only 60% of people who went to college actually needed to go to college at all. They could have skipped this uh, whole period of four, uh, four years and done something else. So you could explain all this to any Jewish parent and they will stare at you with a blank look and then say, yes, I understand, but my son is going to college. Because for a Jewish person, getting education is a religious matter. That's how we were 
raised. That's how our parents were raised. That's how our grandparents were raised. There's only one difference, and this is a, a very important difference. In our case, the education that, that our parents want us to get and the, the, the education that we want our children to get is usually math, sciences, language, history, whatever it is. For thousands of years, Jews have been striving to get the best education they can to give the best education to their children, but it wasn't chemistry and math and uh, English and sciences. It was the Torah education. Now, this devotion to Jewish education has translated itself to this religious devotion to secular education. So, modern American Jews are very religious in their secular education, and they take their devotion to secular education from a purely religious source. So, if you are talking to somebody who wants his son to go to Yale or Harvard, and he says that he is not a religious Jew, don't believe him. He's very religious. He is taking his child's education very religiously.